If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. The challenge here has been, can we evoke what we evoked in a physical space now on the internet? In the bottom left-hand corner of the screen is what we call the interactive area. And what shows up there is anything, any form of interactivity that you can imagine on the web, we can pop into that box and turn into a game. If you're bored out of your mind with sitting and watching Zoom calls, 2-Bit Circus has a way for you to get together with others and have fun, called 2-Bit Circus Remote. Now, technically, Los Angeles-based 2-Bit Circus, if you're not familiar with them, might be described as an entertainment company, but that term barely does them justice. In the past, their unique blend of robotics, VR, and imagination with a carnival setting have led to such one-of-a-kind events as Steam Carnival and the world's first micro-amusement park in Los Angeles, full of lasers and robots and community gatherings. And then, when the pandemic hit, 2-Bit Circus kept right on innovating. Today, they have a brand new online feature called 2-Bit Circus Remote, which is a platform of customizable games, which attendees experience as a live interactive game show. And you're invited to their next weekly virtual get-together. And if you would really love to have a special celebration for a birthday or other special occasion, including the holidays coming up, 2-Bit Circus can customize an online interactive show for the occasion. Eric Gradman is a professional inventor, as well as a professional entertainer, and the CTO of 2-Bit Circus. Eric, please tell me the story of how 2-Bit Circus reimagined themselves once this pandemic happened. Well, so we were among the first places to close. We closed our doors out of an abundance of caution before we were even told to do so by the, the city and the state. And no one was giving us any guidance. We shut our doors, we went home, and we figured, what are we going to do now? And that was a very prescient decision. What happened next was I got a little stir crazy. I was sitting at home. I was used to spending all my time at an amusement park full of people. And now there was no amusement park and there were no people. And I love being on stage and I love entertaining people. Brent, my co-founder, Brent Bushnell, for many years has been talking about taking what we do in the park and moving pieces of it online. If you recall, in our amusement park, we have a, a place called Club Zero One, which is an interactive game show theater. A hundred people sitting in seats, all with touchscreens on their tables, with a, you know, a stage up in the front of the room and a live performer up on stage entertaining a room full of people with interactive games and trivia and wine tastings, all sorts of good stuff. We've always wondered, how can we bring this online? Seemed like a good opportunity. So I started with the software that we've used to produce those shows in our Club Zero One space. And I started tweaking it and I started adding a web front end and thinking about what would make a compelling show for these strange COVID times. And what emerged was a show that I called Fun in Exile. And it was hosted by me out of our house in my spare bedroom. Once a week, I would sit down in front of a camera just like this one and put on this weird live stream show using software that we'd written. And the theme of the show was how the world was changing, but a funny take 
So we were looking at all the ways that people were ducking quarantine, you know, laws around the world telling people you have to stay inside, don't go outside unless you have a pet. So there's a guy who takes his fish, you know, he's got his fishbowl and he, and he wants to go on a walk around his neighborhood. So he takes his fishbowl out. And it was trivia about these strange, the strange new world that we were living in. We had panelists, we had, you know, we had some, some A-list panelists come and join me on the stream because they didn't know what to do with their time either. It was such a strange world. And we ran that show for, gosh, months. I think we probably did 15 episodes of it. It was really fun. And that was the genesis of what is now a really successful online corporate events and public events platform. And that's called Remote Currently. I understand you had a huge success with USC students and I think also with a recent convention. Yeah, thank you. We, we've hosted some really big events. We had, we had quite a large one yesterday, a, a birthday party with almost 200 people. It was amazing. How cool. Let's go through that in our imagination. Suppose I'm hosting a birthday party. I probably can't have 200 people. I have 25. What might we experience with your new show, Remote? So what happens ahead of time is that, let's say it's your birthday, Dot. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, we're going to reach out and we're going to get some information about you because you know, you don't want the generic birthday show. You want the customized birthday show. And ahead of time, your guests will receive a link to a landing page and they'll all visit that landing page. And at the appointed time, they're going to be let in to our event page. Now, everyone is in their web browser. And this is really important. You know, as soon as this pandemic started, it was all about the Zoom happy hour. I got to say, I can't take another Zoom happy hour. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted of being on video. Hey, I appreciate being on your show right now, but isn't it exhausting being in front of a camera all day watching yourself on the screen? Oh my goodness. So one key point about our remote shows is that you only have to be on camera if you want to be. If you don't want to be, you can sit back, relax, and let someone entertain you for a change. So you'll arrive on our page, and in the upper left corner, there's going to be a live stream, a YouTube stream. That's of our host. May include the birthday girl, may include you know whoever we want to bring on. But the show will generally be hosted by one of us. We're bringing on a staff of really experienced entertainers. We live in Los Angeles. We're surrounded by entertainers, right? And in the upper right corner is the live chat. And so just like an old AOL chat room, you can sit there and you can trash talk with your friends over text, which is super refreshing as well. In the bottom left-hand corner of the screen is what we call the interactive area. And what shows up there is anything. It might be buttons with trivia answers that you can click on. It might be albums from the 80s that you have to sort by dragging into order of their release date. Any form of interactivity that you can imagine on the web, we can pop into that box and turn into a game. We have, uh, we have all sorts of weird stuff that goes down there. And then the most important part is the bottom right. That's the leaderboard because it doesn't matter what kind of event this is, everybody wants to win. And so we see who's winning on the leaderboard. I don't have to be seen if I don't want to be seen. I hope nobody sings happy birthday, even if I am 25 again. <laughs> oh, that sounds a lot of fun. What was the most fun creative idea you had in coming up with this? I know you love word games, but I don't know if that was your most fun one or not. I feel like we've talked about our mutual love of word games before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have yet to do the the word game 
program. But we do have a section in our show. In some of our public shows, we've done Word of the Week. Word of the Week is where we pick a word out of the dictionary at random and challenge people not to get the correct definition because you're sitting in front of your computer. If you want to Google this, you can, but rather to come up with the most creative definition. And so we put out a word, for example, uh, a recent word has been nudiestertion. What's it mean? It's up to you to tell us. And so that interactive area in the bottom left, everybody gets the opportunity to type their most creative definition. And you're not getting points for getting it right. You're losing points if you Google it. We don't want you to get it right. We want the most creative one. And then what we do is we describe this as a boosting round. Everyone's answers to that question, what is the definition of nudie assertion, get parceled out to everyone and everyone's voting on their favorites. And so the best ones are sort of bubbling up to the top. And by the end of this round, we're left with the, the definitions for the word nudie assertion which our audience have in their grand wisdom decided are the best ones. And then the host or perhaps a panelist, someone who we've invited on the show, will read those out loud to everybody. And it's, it's great. It's a super exciting way to run interactivity on the internet. I have to know, what is one of the best creative definitions you've heard for nudistration? Well, nudie assertion, it does start with the word nudie. So we do get a lot of a lot of words related to that. Do you know what nudie assertion means? I do not know. I'm going to let you in on the secret. Nudie assertion is relating to the day before yesterday. See, that'll impress mm-hmm. a lot of people. <laughs> now you know. I never knew that before. I'd be doing you a real disservice if I didn't mention that you also, with Remote, have some holiday shows coming up. And do you have some room for your Halloween show yet? So we just ran, I think it was my favorite show, last Thursday. Every Thursday, we run a free public show. Anybody who wants to show up, sign up on our website. You'll get the link. Come on in. It's turning into an amazing community. We'll get back to that in a second. But last week, last Thursday, we ran our first Halloween-themed show. And Josh Randall, our creative producer, who is just, he's an absolute genius at coming up with the themes and the 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 cadence of the show. He's hosting these free public shows on Thursday and many of our corporate events. He is also a huge fan of Halloween. He's run haunted houses, very famous haunted houses and big immersive events. He's very talented. And you could tell that his heart was in it. It was a Halloween show and he was in his element. It was the most fun we've had. It was great. You know, one of my favorite things about no longer having to be the host every week is that I work as hard as I can not to know the answers so I could be completely surprised by the Thursday shows. And so I'll be sitting here in my studio, glass of wine in my hand, experiencing the show that we've created together. That's my only opportunity to frankly have fun with it, right? I get to be a player (laughs) and oh boy, was that a fun one. That's great. Let's quick give the link before we go on where people can sign up for this Thursday show and where they can find out more about remote for the future. I'm going to let Andy Levy jump in with that. I'm not sure what our landing page for that is. Yeah, you can go to 2bitcircus.com backslash remote show. 2bitcircus.com backslash remote show. Eric, you said something really interesting to me before, and I found out a great fact about you that I did not know. I knew you had been a circus performer. I did not know you were a fire dancer. I was a fire dancer as well. And you had told me in a previous interview that entertainment should never be passive. What are you looking forward to most in the future in making this even less passive than it is right now? Oh, my goodness. I said something a moment ago that brought me nearly to tears. I said, 
you can sit back and let somebody entertain you for once. And that made me so sad to say that because I feel like I've, I've worked my entire career to keep people from sitting back in their seats. You know, we've tried so hard to get people to lean forward and participate. And, you know, right now we're in this, this strange moment in history where we can't be with one another. We founded our company on the idea of being elbow to elbow with the people you're playing with. And we just can't do that. And so our biggest challenge right now is taking this isolating event of the pandemic and giving people new ways of feeling like they're face-to-face with or next to, sitting next to, playing with their friends. That's actually a really interesting thing about Zoom. You know, when we said elbow to elbow, when we said bringing people together, playing elbow to elbow, we didn't say nose to nose. You know, we're not trying to put people face-to-face in our parks. We're trying to put them on the same team, pointing in the same direction, playing together. Zoom puts us nose to nose. We're nose to nose with our friends all day. And the challenge is getting us all on the same, the same side of the line, all doing something together. And that's where things like the boost mechanic in our remote show are so, so great because you get to co-create the show with your friends, strangers, people on the internet, and vote on one another's stuff and watch the best stuff bubble up to the top. It's not so competitive all the time. We love competition. And there's a leaderboard there for a very important reason. But this idea of co-creation is so important. And letting people have some, some collective agency over this show, it requires our hosts to be able to improv. And as a performer who likes to improv, I say right on. <laughs> this is going to be a great fun show. Do I understand what boost mechanic means when you say- I'm sorry. Under- I had described it earlier, but I, I perhaps I didn't mention the name. The idea that together we provide a bunch of input and then that input is sent back to us and collectively we vote on the best inputs. Got it. That was a new term for me. I'm sorry. That that was a term of art I threw in there. That's perfectly fine. What about your holiday shows? What can people look forward to for those? Well, you know, holidays were our biggest time of year at Tubit Circus. And I expect that this year around the holiday season, people are going to be missing each other really acutely. You know, December is just this time when when people are accustomed to seeing each other's faces and hanging out in real life. And yeah, sure, they've been going to meetings together, but they haven't gotten to socialize. And okay, we can put that off for a year, you know, for part of a year while we're all locked in our houses and we're, we're talking on Zoom. But there's that relief valve at the end of the year where you get to you get to be with your colleagues and we did it. We made it, right? I feel like we'll get that sense of catharsis, that sense of relief even more at the end of this year. So our holiday program is going to be holiday themed because they're always holiday themed, but I think it really has to evoke that sense of we made it. We're getting through this together. I'm speculating here. It's October. I'm not thinking about Christmas yet. I'm not there yet. But if I'm trying to evoke one thing among our guests, it's it's not just that you're being entertained, it's that you're together. And that's that to me is the most important part of a holiday party. And that's what we want to give back to, to the audience, to our guests. It's interesting how Two-Bit Circus Micro Amusement Park was all about community and is all about community. And here we go with a different aspect of community and building. What's been one of your best community moments so far with remote? Oh my goodness. Well, our Thursday night shows are awesome. Our Thursday night shows attracted a small team of diehards from the very beginning. And those diehards have stuck around. 
and that community has grown and grown and grown. And I think one of the reasons this last week's Thursday night show made me so happy. It's because so many people were showing up in that chat room and they knew each other. This was like, it was like cheers for them. Like they're, they're all talking. It was one guy's birthday. Happy birthday, Rick. Everyone's wishing him happy birthday. Everyone, like we have inside jokes that have grown over, you know, over the course of many, many shows. And that sense of having created a community of people who are coming back week and week and week and week again, saying, this is, this is my favorite night of the week. How cool is that? It's their favorite night of the week. We wrote some software and, and gave them that experience. It made me so happy to see and that continues is, to make me happy to see. That's awesome to be able to do. You know, I love robots. I'm not going to be able to do this interview without asking you about the robot that you have involved in remote. Ah, yes. Game show bot. Game show bot is a very sophisticated piece of technology. And, you know, that chat room is very important. And were it not for game show bot regulating the chat room, things would get completely out of hand. We've programmed him in GPT-3, which as you may be aware, is the internet's new artificial intelligence text generating engine. But he's a snarky, he's a snarky robot. And you better watch out. Better watch out. He's he's vital to the success of this show. And very well, handsome. <laughs> Guillermo del Poro sweet talked me last time I was there. And now I have to watch out for Game Show Bot. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> what about the resources you've used? Every teacher is in some ways an entertainer. A lot of our audience are teachers, and I know that a lot of yours as well. What can teachers learn from your experience with remote that they could bring into their classrooms? Well, let me tell you, I think it's a two-way street. My wife is also a teacher, and a lot of a lot of the way we've designed this system has been informed, at least in part, by some of the challenges that I've seen her experience teaching music classes online. There's so much in common between what we're doing with remote and what teachers have to do every day. And there's not a day that goes by where we don't think about ways we could use this platform to improve the lives of teachers and students around the world. Now, we have that opportunity. You know, Two-Bit Circus has a foundation and the foundation is conducting classes for students all around the world. And very soon, I think, we're gonna try integrating Two-Bit Circus Remote into their teaching. You know, a lot of, to answer your question directly, the theatrics of a show, the time management is very important. With a Zoom call, it's so easy to just sort of lose track of the blocking of your show. As, as, as a theater person, I think about the blocking. I think about, hey, we're in scene one, we're in scene two, we're in scene three, we're in scene four, and breaking up that sequence into manageable chunks and executing them on time, arranging them ahead of time, knowing what's happening, the show control system that we've built to make our remote shows possible would allow a teacher to be able to set up their lesson ahead of time and pop, 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 block through it in an efficient way. Know that they're staying on time. Know that a certain section takes a certain amount of time and so they're not losing their audience. Speaking of losing your audience, I've talked too long about this. So. <laughs> I thought it was great, actually, because so many people are educators and makers that listen to us. What about the future? I don't know if you can tell me this or not, but I know that Two-Bit Circus Micro Amusement Park is huge on VR. Any thoughts on adding a VR component or any XR, anything for the future to remote? Well, 
I would be curious to see how many people have VR headsets in their homes who are also watching shows like this. You know, VR has gotten a lot more penetration at home. Oculus Quest 2 is out. I've got a I've got a Quest 1 sitting right up here on my on my shelf, but I got to say I don't use it very often. And I think I think there's a demographic difference between the people who are attracted to shows like the ones we're producing with remote and those who want to immerse themselves in a virtual world and play that way. So, hey, if you're listening to this right now, let us know if you like these kinds of game shows and you also like and have VR in your home. I can certainly see ways of incorporating VR into this process, into creating a virtual world that you can experience a game show in. At the same time, I think this could be done in an even more lo-fi way. I'm always interested to see how we can boil the entertainment down to its most boiled down form, right? It's minimum possible form. How can we find the, the minimum viable fun in this? Could you do it over text message, right? Could it be just as fun over text message? I think it could be just as fun over text message. And if it could, then it's entirely possible that adding thousands and thousands of pixels in every direction isn't going to improve things. I think there's a class of games for which virtual reality is amazing, and I love playing them. But it could be overwhelming for a trivia game. So we'll see. I'd love to experiment with it. It's not on my short list. I love the idea of boiling it down. I was fascinated to see that you have charades involved. I remember charades back when I was in college. It was hilarious. What's been the funniest charade event you've had so far? You know, we had a a sports-themed event where we had two very famous athletes playing taboo with one another, which is, you know, basically a form of charades. They were playing about other famous athletes, and it was hilarious. One was a race car driver and one was a basketball star, and... They had very little in common, but they still managed to, to act out and sound out all of these sportsy things. And, and I'm being very vague because oh, me and sports, I got nothing. We have a sports section in some of our shows and I just, I throw up my hands. I got nothing. I'm sorry. Thank goodness somebody else thinks that way about sports. I'm sorry. I like ice skating. That is it. I can hear your sound cool. background. What would you really Oh, can like? you? Oh, dear. <laughs> no, I wanted to ask about what you would really love him to learn from you as a dad and as an innovator from what you've been doing with remote. Well, I'm sitting here in my studio, which may look sophisticated, but is actually, this is a set. This is a little box that I built in the back of my garage. <laughs> and my garage is a garage, but it's filled with tools. This is a workshop. Got a full woodworking setup right through that door right there. Lots of electronics. And one of one of my joys, one of my great joys during this pandemic has been being out here with my son and watching as he's grown <laughs> nearly a fifth of his entire lifespan during the pandemic, right? Being out here and watching him understand more and more what it means to focus on something and build stuff and jump between screens and computers on this side of the window and, and electronics and wood shop over there. And he's starting, he's starting to get it. I, I'm seeing so much more focus. He'll come in here and I'll give him a project to do, whether it's sorting nuts and bolts or whether it's putting together pieces of wood and he'll sit there and he'll, he'll do it. He's getting better and better and better. And I, I just, I love having this time. I'm answering a different question than you asked, but I just love having this time to watch him 
be part of the process of creating and building because that's so important to me and I sure hope it's important to him too. I suspect it will be. What was one of the coolest dad moments from that gift of time that you have with him? Oh gosh. Well, can I, I'm going to share a story that just happened yesterday because, <laughs> and I still, I, I've told this story about a thousand times in the 24 hours since it happened. We were running a huge show yesterday, hundreds of people. I am live on the air for hundreds of people, big birthday party. My wife is not home, but my son is, and it's about to be quiet time, which means he's got to go into his room. It's lockdown time. We have one hour a day where he spends, he spends that time in his room and he's not allowed to come out. Does he listen to that rule? No, he does not. So I know that I'm in trouble because at some point during this show, he is going to come out of his room and he's going to want to play. He's going to, I don't know what's going to happen. Show is going great. It's a fantastic show. And then I hear my garage door open and he comes in and he goes, daddy, I have to go poop. (laughs) You could do it. So I say, you could do it. And I turn back to the show and I think I have at least five minutes until this is a problem again. And then five minutes later, he comes back into the garage. He marches right into the studio, looks at the camera, says, Daddy, guess what? I wiped myself. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like being a proud dad, but on camera in the the show. I was so proud. In front of 200 people, it was just, just, yes. And... That killed a minute. That was perfect. <laughs> Just think how you can embarrass the poor kid with that story when he's a grad student in engineering school or something. I, I got it on film. I got it on film. <laughs> That's the beauty of online shows is that this stuff lasts forever. Eric offered an invitation. I just want to encourage everyone again to show up for our public shows Thursday night on the URL that we mentioned earlier, 2bitcircus.com slash let's go with remote. If it's not now, it will be by the time this is published. It's such a fun community and we'd love to have you be a part of it. As we wrap up here, what's been one of the biggest lessons you've learned about innovation, creativity, and making a difference from having to create remote as a result of the pandemic? I've always felt that constraints are important and that, you know, if you have no constraints, it's hard to create. And we find ourselves at a time when there are some obvious constraints, right? One of those constraints is we just can't go into our building. We can't bring guests in and entertain them. And so the challenge here has been, can we evoke what we evoked in a physical space now on the internet, right? How do we take what we loved about bringing people together elbow to elbow and recreate it online? And it is, it's a challenge, right? No joke. This is a huge constraint, but I think from these constraints are emerging so many interesting new ways for us to interact with one another. I have to mention a friend of mine, David Gutman's got this thing called Rambly, where you you basically can walk up to other virtual characters in a 2D environment and hear what they're saying. And it recreates in in this magical way what I used to love about cocktail parties. He set out to reproduce the cocktail party. He did it. We set out to reproduce the theater experience. I think we did it. I've seen some amazing theatrical productions where once upon a time, you would have been sitting in seats or you would have been in an immersive production where you're walking around with people. How do you recreate that when we're all sitting here locked behind glass? And I think we've succeeded in innovating a little bit in the presence of those constraints. And so many other people have done so too. And it's such an exciting time because 
hey, I hope this pandemic goes away. I am so tired of this, but maybe it's not our last one. And maybe we all don't have to travel all over the world and fly in airplanes that pollute quite so much. This kind of innovation right now is so important and is going to put us in good stead for the next hundred years or so. So let's make the best of it. I'm really excited to see how people are making the best of it. And I'm proud of what we've done too. Eric, thank you for your time today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. You and I have been listening to professional inventor, entertainer, and 2-Bit Circus CTO, Eric Gradman. And you're invited to 2-Bit Circus Remote's weekly public shows. Find out more at 2bitcircus.com backslash remote show. That's 2bitcircus.com backslash remote show. And check out their live interactive shows for special occasions, including birthdays, holidays, and remote group get-togethers. 2-Bit Circus crew are going to be sure to show you and your friends, family, or co-workers an interactive good time, no matter from where in the world you're connecting. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at 2mavericks.com. That's 2-T-W-O Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us, 2mavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.